What's up, everybody? We are live on 12OunceSportsRadio.com. This is the Hog Show, presented by SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Go on to the 12OunceSportsRadio.com website and use the promo code HockeyReport, all caps, all the time. What's up, everybody? David's here with me, the villain. I'm the good guy. We're going to get in some Hogs baseball college world series talk recap a little bit from the super regionals because we were out of pocket last week and we apologize that occasionally happens with us with busy schedules i have to my brain has to go on rewind just to remember what happened yeah it's been uh, a long long week this week arkansas beats in three games it really if the bats would have been there in game two i don't think they should have needed sunday but i yeah. mean before i even turned the game on to even get into it, we were up seven nothing. So it's like, mm-hmm. thank you, ESPN two. All right, I'm just glad that we're finally in that part of the schedule now, where ESPN has no choice but to have us on mainstream TV. Exactly. Like they did all their all all their best that they could to keep us off of it for the it seems like for the first beginning of the tournament. I don't even think it's us. It's just college baseball in general. It's it's the only sport really that gets screwed yeah in the tournament time i just never understood why at the beginning they didn't just have the games on sec network i mean we're sec teams put it on sec network and do it all year long i agree but like i I told people it's not the sec networks but they're ran by espn heck for our first like when the tournament first started, they had reruns of the LSU spring game on instead of the NCAA tournament. Like, what? Uh, what? Are no you idea. Doing? No idea, bro. Like, no idea. But uh, getting into it, Arkansas played Texas, the good old Southwest Conference rivalry. Uh, horns uh, down. Yeah. Hashtag horns down. All anybody wanted to talk about nationally was Cody Clemens is Cody Clemens that. But mm-hmm. guess what? When it comes down to it, look at the lineups. Texas has two guys. Three. Let me just put it this way: three guys batting over two eighty. Arkansas has seven. They basically what it came down to. They had Cody Clemens and and a, a bunch of guys that was a good supporting cast for him all year if, long. If you can get through one, two, three without trouble, you can kind of shut yep. down their lineup. Really, it was two, three, four, because it was Clemens, Petrinsky, and uh, that Zubia yeah, kid. Yeah, but that leadoff, he was pretty. Good. I mean, and but now Shaw, we couldn't get him out to save our life for some reason. It's a, it is what it is. I'll live with that. I mean, yeah, you like, live it, with it, but it's frustrating. Like, he went three for here, three. That my whole thing yesterday going into that game was keep Cody Clemens off the bases. If you can keep him from hurting you, that forces everybody else to hurt you and. They've proven time and time again that yeah. they can't do that. And then when, and when it all comes down to it, it was all about them trying to stop stop or slow down the Blaine train, and it wasn't happening. I mean, he got in trouble occasionally, but he figured his way out of it. And then, I mean, really going in, going into the fifth inning, Arkansas wasn't struggling per se. They just couldn't figure out how to get the per- – we got them to third base at least twice. Right. And it's like, come on now, this is this is kind of reminding me of that South Carolina game too, where it's like we had the base runners, but we just could not quite figure out how to get them home. You know, whenever they sent out that tweet at one point, it was like Blaine was at sixty, like sixty six pitches, and then what's his name was at sixty. Kingham was at like sixty seven pitches. I was yeah. like, 
I already can tell you if they leave this guy in here, I already can see what's going to happen. Uh, I mean, I've I've watched already this year. Like I've seen this kid pitch. Like once he's getting gassed and they leave him in there too long, it's over. It's over. Just people will start hammering him. He wasn't even the only one. They brought in a reliever, and the national and the uh, ESPN guys were like, "Wow, what's the benefit of leaving in? Man, maybe you desperation mentally, but it's like, go ahead." Take him out and eat the reliever. Go yeah. ahead, take him out now. Save him. You're gonna need him to uh, Tuesday. Yep. I think that was just a desperation move to, to try to keep themselves from getting their head chopped off in this game. Like, I I think they were trying to pull anything, everything they could to roll, and it was over. It was all over. I mean, I was going into that three, and uh, we failed to mention this, and we apologize, but we we had a three hour rain delay. Didn't think that game was ever going to come back on. Yeah, like I was, I didn't know what was going on. They, I think if it would have been the old rules, they would have started probably an hour sooner. But they're being cautious because I would rather them be overly cautious and start back and then lightning be five minutes after you start back and then you got to yeah. redo everything again. So it's like just well, make they sure. they did that anyway because it was yeah. over and over and over again. Like they did it, like tried to restart it like three different times before they finally got it going again. Yeah, it was just, I was sitting there waiting, like, come on now, can we get this game started? That's what was driving people crazy. Like, there were people on Twitter, it was like, uh, it's clear sky and the tarp is still on the field. What is going on? Oh, yeah, because I was over at my uh, mother-in-law's boyfriend's house, and his mom and sister were at the game, and we kept calling them, talking to them, and they're like, it's clear skies, we're ready to go. I'm like, can, why has ESPN not said anything yet? ESPN just being ESPN, but, but I mean uh, there really wasn't anything for them to say that that you didn't probably already figure out on your own that they weren't ready to go. And how about that that comment? Oh, all the momentum's going to going to go to Texas after this rain delay. Uh, come out and score three runs. Yeah, I mean, oh well, um, no, they scored yeah, six more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But come out immediately and score three oh, runs. Yeah, like, but um, I, I okay. mean, I think what gets pushed aside in all this is the fact that up until I won't even say the home run up until Kerstad pushes that first baseman we were couldn't do anything it was that and that and that and the Bonfield home run I think that's pretty much why juice the rest of the team that Kerstad first base he was that next at bat was the home run yeah so it's like I think that got everybody juiced was seeing that but the thing was, the first, I was talking to somebody about it later. It's like the first baseman was in his way. There was yeah. no play to be made. You were just in the way. Right. Now, did he give him a little extra shove? Absolutely, but I'm okay with it. I'm just saying, like, you can't uh, – I was reading the Barstool Texas Pagers, like, but he was out. No, he wasn't. He never got out of the baseline. It is what it is, though. Like, he didn't round first, so that was obviously not an out. You can be left of the foul line if you run through the base, but if you run through the base, but in your left of it when you go through the base, but you turn right, which he did, he turned right. Then you give up all, mm-hmm. like, idea that you're going to second. So when you do that, you're automatically, you're even though you're in foul territory, you're considered on the bag. Mm-hmm. And the umpire was standing there with his hands already making the say call, like, why are y'all even doing this? Well... 
You want to get into uh, our hog of the week? Yeah, we'll go ahead and get into it now. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and say my last week, hog of the week, is probably pretty common with everybody. I'm going to go to Senior Carson Shaddy, the Super Regional MVP. Yeah. Last week is definitely Carson. We can agree on that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the hog of the week is brought to you by Rally House. Show your colors. Uh, I'm going to go with Luke Bonfield. Luke! Ha, ha, ha. Okay. Yo, Luke went two for four, scored two runs, but the big hit, he or I'm, I'm sorry, one for four with two RBIs. I apologize. And he struck out once. But that big two-run home run, he destroyed that baseball. Yeah, that's a that's think, a big, big ballpark, too. Yeah, it's a really big ballpark. Uh, and I think that was what was bothering us is everybody thought it was – Thought they were going to be able to treat it like bomb and just hit it out of the ballpark, and uh-uh. you can't. Not a not a not at Ameritrade, man. Yep. That that place is that, huge. That's dude. a big ballpark. But anyways, that two run home run it really jump started the team and gave it, which led to ten runs in two innings, which yeah. kind of blew the. We we're at that point we were down two to one, and that kind of blew the lid off everything. Mm hmm. I'm going to go with the obvious, although I was somewhat tempted by Jared Yates because Jared Yates has been playing his tail off for us late in the season, especially yesterday. He had, what, two, three hits yesterday? He went three for five. Yeah, see, there you go. I was tempted to go with Jared, but I'm going with Heston Kerstad, man. That kid, (laughs) what can't that kid do? I mean, he's a freshman playing like a dadgum senior in the biggest part of the year. Yeah. I mean, when – he was he scored the run on the home run, mm-hmm. and then he bat. I want to say he batted twice in the big inning. So it's like he gets mm-hmm. three at, <laughs> at bats within two innings, and yeah. it's like that I mean, kid can flat out hit. Man. Oh my goodness, can he hit? He's pretty fast in my opinion too. He's six three, and he puts a he gets his feet up and down real fast. So it's like he he got a double earlier in the game, and you're like that kid can fly. Ain't not super fast, but he's 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 fast enough to to be able to work with. <laughs> the biggest thing for me though is his he just can hit and hit and hit like he's never and he knows how to be, he has good patience at the plate and he gets hit by pitches, which is un un unbelievable how much of a help that is. What's it? Lou got hit in the beginning. Kid's gotten hit like fifteen times this year. That's crazy. That's insane. I mean, he is a freshman All-American for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I'm i glad that we're going to get that kid for another two years. Yeah. I saw just some random national person on Twitter. I think it was somebody I follow for MLB stuff. He said, y'all remember the name Hurston Kerstad. I was like, Heston, yeah. I'm sorry. But I was like, absolutely. <laughs> Guess what? Y'all can't draft him for two more years. Yep. <laughs> And Casey him Murphy, or, too. Him or Casey Martin. Casey Martin, that's right. Casey Murphy I mean, is the one, the pitcher. Let me look at this real quick. My fault. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, and Martin. Our two freshmen back-to-back went five for nine. <laughs> that's just stupid. I know. That's just stupid, man. Five for nine. They reached base six times. And then, don't forget... Not only are we, do we have them, Fletcher's only a sophomore this year. 
So we still got him for at least another year or two. Yeah, he went it's, two for five with two RBI. The only thing that we have to concern about after this year for, for the next foreseeable few years is our pitching. That and you, you kind of got a fresh new middle infield with Biggers and Shaddy both gone. Biggers might be back, but it's I, I don't who know. knows. Oh, I think it as me and Ian are both Ranger fans. So this is the I one him, scenario. I, kinda, I feel guilty for saying this, but I kind of want to leave because eventually in the next three to four years we're gonna need a replacement at shortstop for the Rangers. But yeah. that's that's Off a topic. totally different discussion for a totally different but show. <laughs> But as as Ranger fans, me and Ian are gonna tell y'all the one time that we'll ever say that we want a good hog to leave the team is gonna be in this case. Yeah, because we need that shortstop. Yes, but uh, I like our future, man. Like for me, like I just said, you know, the biggest thing for me for the next couple of years is our pitching. At if. Yeah. We can get Casey Murphy back. That'll be a help. If we can ever get Keaton McKinney back and him healthy, that'll be a help. You got Connor Nolan coming up to the hill. I mean, I said going into this year, if we could have a healthy healthy Casey Murphy, healthy Blaine Knight, and healthy Keaton McKinney, we'd have won a national championship. And we still might. I mean, we still might even without him. Now – if we can just get that kid back, because if you remember him from his freshman year, he was great. His yeah. freshman year, he was great. But after all these injuries and, and I think, surgeries and stuff, mm. I think some Arkansas fans fail to realize about Murphy is he. I mean, yes, he might not get the quality wins as maybe a Blaine Knight does, but only one outing all year has he walked more than two people. Mm-hmm. And that was his last outing, mm-hmm. which he didn't just—he just didn't have his stuff. Yeah. But I think all this comes back to our pitching coast, West John, like, because as when our first reliever came in the game, he just didn't have it right away. Right. Comes out there and just looks at him in the face like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And just walked <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he just kind of gets in your your comfort zone and just getting like, "Hey." Get your stuff together. You're going to come over here and sit by me. And he threw on good, what, two, three more innings after that? Yeah, about an inning and a half and a third yeah. or two. But the good thing is we didn't pitch Cronin and we didn't pitch Rondel. Rondel. Kept everybody fresh for them for Tuesday's game. Which we I had. love how the fact that Dave Van Horn's used it in these blowout games. He's used the guys that we're gonna need next year. Yeah, he's giving them experience and he's saving. How about? I mean, I know he didn't look that great, but he got the job done. How about Bryce Bonin, man? That kid's throwing 95, 96 yeah. mile an hour gas at the plate as a freshman, dude. Yeah. You, like, I mean, but you need that because there's no point in pitching a Cronin or a uh, Rindle in this situation. Man, that next year, if he can get that arm under control, oh boy. I mean, yeah, With that kind of gas, closer. good luck. Yeah, bring him in the ninth. Nobody's trying to touch who, who 96. Who was that kid? A few, I'm trying to remember. There was a kid that we had that threw gas like that a couple of years, about four or five years ago. I don't think it was Zach Jackson, but it was somebody. Gun. Uh, oh, Something gun. 
If y'all remember, be Jackson sure to, to at, at the show. But there was a kid named Gun, and good lord, that kid had a cannon of an arm. Is that ironic for the last name? Yeah, G U N N, I think. <laughs> I was just joking. Ha ha. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Arkansas will play Texas Tech at 7 o'clock. Right? 7, 7 o'clock. We had the late game Tuesday. Yeah. So, probably 8 o'clock. But. Tune in about 6.30, catch the end of the Florida-Texas game because the winner of the Texas Tech-Arkansas game plays the winner of – no, I'm sorry, the loser of the Texas Tech-Arkansas game plays the winner of the elimination game earlier in the day on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And the winner of that elimination game plays the winner of the Arkansas-Texas Tech. So you really, really need this win So So to break two. it down for everybody, that's – if for our next game we win one and we're on to the next round and the other one has to win two games to move on yeah so you kind of put yourself in a bad spot yes it's double elimination but you lose and you really are fighting an uphill battle Mm -hmm. because you win two games you're automatically in the semifinals and if you're in the semifinals as the winner's bracket, the loser bracket has to beat you two times in two days. Really, all we have to do is win one more game, and then we're going to the to the finals. Yeah. After if we win Tuesday, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. If we if we win Tuesday, we win one more game. We're in the if I have we're it, onto the big in the big game. Yeah. If I have this correct, which I believe I do, I don't have the dates in front of me. That sounds right. But thir- you play Tuesday. If you win Tuesday, you play the night game Thursday. I believe. Or Friday, maybe. I don't know how they're going to do it. They might string it out for money purposes, but pretty sure then you play the semifinal game Saturday, Sunday, and then the finals start Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. Sundays, if necessary, if you if the winner's bracket ends up losing their first game. So, I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'm really if, – even if Arkansas is to say, let's say they beat Texas Tech – I think it'll be Texas playing Texas Tech because I don't think Florida's offense is – Florida is – so, I, I mean, well, why not? Why not play Texas again? You know you can beat them. You beat them three times already. Still, I just, I just don't want to have to deal with them again. Yeah, I'm not trying to play with Cody Clemens even though he's only gone three for 13 in three yeah, games. Yeah, I'm not trying to have to deal with that team ever, ever again. Yeah, so, I year. mean, because their top four hitters can be dangerous. We got lucky in like two or three innings. I don't want Texas, and I don't want Florida. Give me Texas Tech all day long. Yeah, so in my opinion, I would rather Florida go ahead and lose to Texas. Sorry, Chris. Hmm. And then Texas Tech beat Texas again. And so, I yeah, I don't want anything to do with that pitching staff. No, hell no. Even if we lose it, say we lose to Texas Tech, I don't want to face Florida in an elimination game. I'd rather face Texas again. Okay, looking on the it. other side of the bracket, though, who do you want to face if we make who it to the I final Who do game? I want to face or who do I not want to face? I'll tell you right now who I don't want to face, <laughs> and that's Mississippi State. Yeah. Ever since they swept Florida, they've been on this. That that game and then the Oklahoma game in the regional, they have been on this stupid tear of not losing. I just don't want to face an SEC team for the sake of it being an SEC team, and they have a full scouting report on us. Yeah, exactly. That, that's 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 see, that's my biggest too. my biggest reason why I don't want to face Florida. It's the same reason why I don't want to face Mississippi State is because they have a book on us. Yeah. All these other teams like North Carolina, Oregon State, Washington, none of them will have a book on us. There's probably one team that 
I don't know a lot about, but just thinking about, let's just name them off. North Carolina's been playing their butts off. Mississippi State's been playing their butts off. Oregon State's been a national power for the last several years. Mm-hmm. Then there's Washington that's never been to a College World Series. So it's like, yeah, well, if we're really being honest, that's who I want to play, but do we mm-hmm. really think they're getting in a they, – they already I lost once. Done. I think they're done. I think Oregon, I think they I think Oregon State's got them. And my prediction on that is Mississippi State will beat North Carolina. And then Maybe. North Carolina will beat Oregon State again. So now you're back in this. <laughs> so, I don't think – I'm going to say it, but I think you, you already know who I want. But. I know, but I don't want any part in North Carolina. <laughs> well, really, I don't want any part in We're North Carolina or We're going to have to face one of those demons regardless. Yeah, so, so I, mean, I think Mississippi State – I mean – North Carolina, as far as a, a, I say we'll a have scouting to, report if we get concept, there. and and we got swept by Mississippi State, so there's that yeah. mental thing that they have over us. Yep, yep. But you ready, about ready for a hit a break real quick? Yeah, we're about to go to break. All right. We'll come back and uh, talk a little uh, Arkansas football preview. Click that banner, enter your course of choice or zip code, find a tea time you like, book that tea time, and you'll get up to 50% off courtesy of 12-Ounce Sports Radio. Book like a pro, even if you don't play like one. Based on your geolocation, upcoming events will be listed, or you can search by your zip code. That's event tickets page of 12-Ounce Sports Radio where you'll find a promo code that'll get you a big discount on your first purchase. Get in the game. I'm in 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in an encore presentation Saturday morning at 10 a.m. That's Cows and Quacks, only on 12-Ounce Sports Radio. This is welcome back into the Hog Show with the good guy and the villain of Rehab Sports Guys, which Rehab Sports Guys is at 12 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays. So tune in tomorrow, same time, an hour earlier, but same time. Check us out. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, That's I our think we're show. gonna have we're gonna have the Guru back in the building tomorrow. Yes, sir. So y'all, it's gonna be a good show. The Guru's gonna be back. The three-headed but, monster is back together. Yeah, but while we're here, this is the Hog Show with the good guy and the villain. We occasionally agree, and we agree that Arkansas is balling right now in baseball. So, uh, kind of going to finish up this Texas recap uh, and then get into... I don't know anything about Texas Tech, so I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> they had a bunch of players drafted. I do know that much. Yeah, they're a good – I mean, they're a quality team. If you're in the College World Series, you're no slouch. They're, they're, they they can be very dangerous at times, which yeah. they showed last night against Florida if you watched any of that game. Yeah, which I did not. I was at work, so I did not. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm confident going into it. If Murphy can get us five, I think we can – piece put it put it together in our bullpen and get it if you can get it to 
two outs in the seventh and bring in Cronin, it's over. Mm-hmm. And if we bat the way we did in the fifth and the sixth against Texas, nobody in this tournament is beating us. Period. I don't care who's pitching. Singer can pitch. Doesn't matter. Yep. And that's the thing for for Texas. They gotta not all. They gotta get through Coldwater this time. Like. Oh, by the way, he also is drafted in the first round. Uh huh. So I mean, I I I just like where we're at, but. Let's get on to football, brother. All right. Um, I would have to say the most, the best news is recently is the commitment of Shamar Nash, yes. cornerback, four star, committed to Arkansas. And the Soleil kid. Oh yes, defensive legend end. or legacy guy. His daddy played at Arkansas. Uh, you know his parents were happy. Oh, absolutely. Which, those are two quality athletes that I guarantee you under the Beatle regime you probably don't get. Oh, no, definitely not. I mean, just think about Just it. the fact of who we who we have that have us in the top ten in the first year under Chad Morris. You can say what you want about uh, the Chief, but his resume speaks for itself and these high school kids about all these players he's put in the NFL. And so you're going to get quality defensive players because they're just going to gonna want to come play for him. Right. And then the guys that if you really keep up with any of the recruiting scene at all, if you just take a look at the type of guys that are coming in up here, not even just committing, but putting us in their top tens and coming up for camps and coming in for visits, those are the kind of guys that Bielema never could get on the hill yeah. to begin with. I mean – I mean, he, there's no way you're going to get a KJ Jefferson. He would never get guys up. To, he couldn't get guys up there. He couldn't get guys to commit. This one coaching staff is doing an amazing job in year one. Not even a full year in, really. It's a matter of a few months. Yeah. I mean, another thing this week that really shocked me is we finally offered Chandler Morris. Finally. I mean, I kind of figured it was going to come along at some point, but... I was joking. I, I wasn't being serious. Okay. I wasn't shocked at all. Because he had, he had visited Clemson last week. Hmm, I wonder why Clemson already offered him. Well, yeah. I honestly think that's probably where he's going to end up. I, mean, I think so. But that's just one of that those... That scares me. That's one of those things with him, though, that it's going to be, okay, does he want to be that one that's looked at as the coach's kid... Or does he want to make strive out and make a name of his own? You know what I'm saying? I mean, some people are that type of breed that thrive in that situation. Because I remember. He probably has his offense memorized left, left and right, front to back, side to side. Yeah. However, whatever phrase you want to use, he probably knows everything about it. Right. He probably is the same wavelength as that. And oh, by the way, he still hasn't started a high school game yet. <laughs> he will. <laughs> And the the thing for me though is is he's either gonna be like that kid that was in Colorado a few years ago that coached with, or that played with his dad, or he's gonna want to be his own guy. It's the same kind of reasoning why I'm kind of concerned about Hudson Henry, because I feel like his brothers were just like, oh, I want to be a hog. Like it's not even any question about it. I want to be a hog. I mean, his brother, his the middle brother right now is 
all heart. Mm-hmm. And he he balled out at the spring game. But I think Hudson might see enough to come on to the hill with K.J. Jefferson, Shamar Nash, a, and if you can get a Jalen Burks. A, Traylon, uh, Traylon Burks. I'm sorry. I was thinking of uh, something else. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe a Trey Knox. And That's the next one. Hudson Henry with that that, and plus if we can get somebody like, you know Hudson, I mean that just continues what we're already build what we've been building at the tight end position up there too. So we can I mean, kind of so, keep that I mean, up. And I think some of it might have to do with yes, his brother just had a gruesome knee injury, and Hog Nation has been nothing but supportive and behind him, and he loves it. I think that might I know where his mom wants him to go. Oh, of course, his parents all want him at Arkansas. Yeah, so I don't. But if if you, if you miss out on that, it'll be a big miss. It'll, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't be mad at him though. I mean, he's an only tied in the the rivals one hundred, and he's he's the number one tied in in the country. So it's like yeah. you really can't be mad at somebody like that if they want to go somewhere else. I wouldn't be mad at him. It's just one of those things where it's just it makes me not, now now ask me, do I think he ends up at Arkansas? Very possible, very possible, but it still worries me just for the simple fact that with Hudson and uh, oh, what's this the brother that plays linebacker now? Uh, Hayden. Hayden Henry. Yeah, like Hunter and Hayden and all, like the other bro, all of them, they were just like immediately. I want to be Hayden honest. was a little different. He he's not the ta- he's not the talent that yeah the other two. Brothers I mean yeah, but but, one, but made, whenever Arkansas came calling, it was uh, over. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's all heart though. Y'all pay attention to him this this fall. He's gonna be, absolutely. He'll be flying around everywhere. Special teams, mm-hmm. defense. He's gonna be our, a little Tony Bua. Oh my goodness, yes. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be a new school Tony Bua for us, I think. Absolutely. But yeah, I'm mean, I'm trying to keep up with all this for everybody, and uh, you know, you can only do so much. Uh, I only can. I mean, do I what keep I, can. I keep up with most of it. We had a massive camps this weekend on the hill while the baseball team was in Omaha. Uh huh. It was huge buzz around the football program. I offered quality talent everywhere absolutely there's two kids that are from the louisiana area i don't remember the names off the top of my head yeah but once from baton rouge he's a four-star receiver and i was like wouldn't that be awesome to dig that out from under their nose and then we got also have a former cal commit that's a four-star linebacker that's looking got us at number one yeah i mean chad morris is getting this talent and he's getting in their ear He's getting in their ear and he's getting in their head. So I'm telling y'all, don't sleep yet, man. Don't sleep. Now this, this program is gonna do some good things under these guys. Now man. don't take us as saying we think they would still win more than six games this year. This is all yeah. future stuff. Yes. This is a great sign for year two, three, four of the Chad Morris era. But year one, it's gonna take some time. He, I don't. I still don't know what our offense will look like because i don't know i still think ty story is a starter but it's not a perfect perfect fit yet i don't think that the quarterback that he really wants is on the camp on campus yet no he got lucky with a connor nolan who was coming to arkansas to play baseball anyway so it's, yes 
I mean, he's happy to have Connor Nolan, but I don't think that's his guy per se. Right. But I mean, I mean, he he's good enough to run the offense in year one and possibly even year two. But once he gets his guys, truly gets his type of guys in there, then I mean, it's not going to be guys like Connor. We love him, but it's not going to be. No. It's going to be the guys like KJ Jefferson and Jacoby Criswell from Littleton, who we just offered. Um, it's going to be kids like that that are going to be the ones leading this program. You, you look at look at his work with Clemson and look at the type of quarterbacks that they had at Clemson. They had Taj Boyd, Deshaun Watson, you know, guys like that. That That's the type yeah, of guys that they're going to have. 6'2", 6'3", 220. Kelly Bryant this year. That was yeah. a Chad Morris recruit. Like. These are all got the type of guys that you're looking at, guys that with big arms that can that can run. I mean, I don't know about this. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. McLaughlin, uh, Aaron McLaughlin. I think that's how you McLaughlin, maybe. Yeah. I, I th- uh, he's six five, two twenty five, and he's he's a, he was a freshman last year in yeah. high school. And he's yeah. already six five. So if but if he can run like Matt Jones, because I don't care how tall he is, you can run this offense if you can run like Matt Jones. But I mean, if you can throw, you can throw. <laughs> I mean, I saw some videos. He's got a pretty deep ball. Yeah. It looks seamless. It looks effortless. It just comes down to. But then again, if you've got a quality enough running back, you don't always need. Because Deshaun Watson was a running quarterback per se, but he wasn't designed runs yeah, all the time. Yeah, he wasn't just strictly all he does is run. Yeah, I mean, he, he could clearly throw, proven that. and he's proven that in Houston that he can throw. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, even even in a year where we're supposed to be the first step of a rebuilding, moving in a different direction year, I'm looking forward to this year just for the simple fact of what this offense and what this coaching staff brings to the table. Yeah, it's probably the most excited I've been for Arkansas football since probably. Yeah, I was gonna say too, I was gonna say when we had uh, Ryan Mallett. Yep, that's been a while. Yes, it's been a good long while. I mean, that was almost ten years ago. Mm. Is that crazy? It seemed like it was yesterday, but that Lordy. was seven years ago. We're getting old, brother. Yeah, I know, We're getting right? old. That was seven years ago. So. Arkansas has been so up and down the last 10 years. You win 10, 11 games, and then you fall off the wagons because you missed on a hire. Right. Don't give up, people. Don't don't go too crazy wild on this coaching step just yet for, for a rough first year if it ends up being rough because it will get there. It will get there. You just have to take – Take the time and have the patience to let it get there. Oh yeah, I love Arkansas fans. We all gonna be delusional no matter what. We went. We have a soft schedule this year. We have a soft, which is gonna help us a lot. You have to have that in your first year. You can't go out going after uh, an Oklahoma or a Florida State or anything like that because you're gonna get beat because you're trying to install a whole new offense. I think a whole new defense whole different mentality i think that's what's different is the mentality up there is going to be much more upbeat and i'm the type of person i don't like i mean i I understand running because this chat don't get this the wrong way it's going to be a running style offense but 
It's going to be fast-paced. It's not going to be like the Belama run style where it's just smash, smash, it's smash, like, smash. It's going to be hug, side to side. 35 seconds later, snap it again. It's going to be yeah. s- snap it, run it down your throat. 10 seconds later, snap it again, run it down your throat. You're going to be seeing a lot of tunnel screens and and quick slants, ends, like in that. routes and it's it's the quick going to be a lot of the quick passing games stuff like that. It's going to be a lot of that kind of thing going on with this offense. And people, y'all just y'all just have to, like I said, y'all have to stay patient because from the system that Bielema had in place to the system that what Chad Morris is trying to put in place is one end of the spectrum to the other. Yeah, you're literally going from a old school power, ram the ball down your throat, try attempted offense to one that's going to be just real fast, this quick, 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 quick offense trying to get down the field on you. I mean, it's like you're going from a power offense to a dink and dunk offense, basically. So, it's it's going to take two years, three years even, maybe. But, but we will get there, guys. I'm not saying we'll win a national championship within the first five years. We're we not, will we're, get we're there. Not, put it this way, we're not where we are with the baseball program anywhere near it, but I think we might have the guy for it. Look at what – look at the profile of what Clemson did. Look how long it took them under Dabo before they got to where they got. And they were playing at the time. Would you agree, other than the SEC at the time, was the ACC was the second best conference in the country? Yeah, that was right before uh, Florida State became back into the national conversation. So, exactly. yes. I mean, they were deep. I mean, but I think it was right around the time of the – uh, what's the word I want to use? The restructuring of the Pac-12 and mm-hmm. the ACC, where they blew up the old Big East. That's when ACC became kind of a power again in both basketball and football, mm-hmm. because North Carolina is not great, but they're pretty good most of the time. They're pretty. You're gonna get six to eight wins out of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others. Uh, Florida State now is back. I. Don't Miami, know about now. now. Miami's back. Uh, so there's three right there that are probably better than any team in the back 12. Right. Minus maybe your USC's. Uh, the big 12 is Oklahoma. Then you got North Carolina State who's just yes. – I mean, they're not great, but they're just one of those that you're going to get probably six, seven wins out yeah. of. So, I mean – But I don't know. The, and not, like I always will say, the Big Ten, we always – in the south get frustrated by them but still guess what they're number three they're they're probably the second deepest in the country yeah. i'm not saying they're yeah. the second best i'm saying as far as top to bottom talent i'd say it's, third it's it, no 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 way because i think there's more teams in the big 10 that could compete with the sec than there could be in the ACC. if you're talking about strictly deepest not yeah Top notch because you just got, I think, in my opinion, uh, Ohio State and Penn State, and then Michigan and, and Michigan State the next tier. Yeah. Which I think Michigan State's about to fall off. But that, this is way, way off, off top. topic. <laughs> just kind of was talking. Uh, but yeah, Clemson, what well, Clemson wasn't there. Like they weren't. They weren't nationally. I even have a. I, I was reading something. It was uh, they added up all the end of year polls since I don't even remember the year. It was a long time ago, mm-hmm. and it they didn't 
you got a certain amount of points for a certain amount of places, and yep. they ranked you by that. And I will tell you where Arkansas and the rest of the powers were when we come back from break. Based on your geolocation, upcoming events will be listed, or you can search by your zip code. That's Event Tickets page of 12 Ounce Sports Radio, where you'll find a promo code that'll get you a big discount on your first purchase. Get in the game. Welcome back, and you are listening to The Hog Show on the 12OunceRadio.com. We are presented by SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Use the promo code WORLDHOCKEYREPORT. Also, while you're on the website, check out Riley House. Show your colors. Get all kinds of cool gear for your uh, favorite NCAA team, the Hogs. Or check out MLB gear for your Cardinals, Cubs, Braves, Rangers. Anything. Anything. That's kind of the area I see. And then, I mean, there's multiple other sports for Rally House. Just check it out. Uh, and what I was saying before break, that they ranked based on finishing positioning in college football. Right. I bet you can't guess. I know you can guess number one, but can you guess where Arkansas was? I would say in the 90s. No. Ugh. Higher. Way higher. Like, I'm talking about in since like hundreds. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like top thirty. Oh Lord. <laughs> this okay. no. This is like in way back. I'm talking about. Oh okay. Uh, over. I don't remember what year they started. But let's just. I I don't know off the top of my head. But anyways, this is just history of football basically taking into account every i think it was since they did the ap poll basically and you got points for wherever you finished mm-hmm. you need to take a guess i'll give you top 30 22 20 that was close you know who's 21 texas a&m go figure you know who's 19 lsu clemson okay but clemson is they're, that's kind of a skew because they probably were like 30 before recently. But, all right, let's get in top five. Who do you think top five? I'm, I have to remember that. I don't have this in front of me. But I don't remember who number one and two were. Alabama, Clemson, Florida. No. Not Florida. Uh, Alabama, Clemson. Clemson in history? Oh, in history. I'm talking about in history. Oh, okay. In history, then. Uh, Miami, Alabama, 
in no order. Miami, Alabama, um, Florida State, Ohio State, and Michigan. It was number one was Alabama. Number two was Ohio State. Number three was Notre Dame. I'm trying to remember who number four was. I'm pretty sure Florida State was up there. But some people of this, my generation, forget that how good Notre Dame really was. But that's beside the point. What I was getting at was the fact that Arkansas, some fans forget that they were pretty good in the 80s. And the 90s. And early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've but had it, good yeah, times, like. we've had good times. But yes, we haven't won national championships. Yeah. Yes, we haven't been nationally relevant. We know this. That's 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 the big precursor for everything that we do is because we haven't won a won the SEC. We haven't won conference or we haven't won national championships. We haven't been to BCS bowl games and won like we haven't done those things. We have to take that next step. I'll put it this way: no matter what. I will always be a fan of the Razorback, but unlike some fans that were bred into this thing, I see it from a more realistic view. Like, we're in the last 20 years, we haven't been good in football as far as a whole. Since we came to the SEC as a whole, we haven't been irrelevant. We've had pretty good, but as a whole, not consistent. No, we're average as a whole. And that's what this sh- why this show is going to be different is I don't care if I step on anybody's toes because I don't know anybody. So if you want real, honest opinions, this is where you need to be. Yep. We're not going to sugarcoat anything for y'all. I mean, we're, we're going to tell you what it is. It is what it is. I mean, we are a struggling program that has relevancy on a local scale from time to time. As a national scale, nobody cares. No, it's in a national scale in football. Nobody cares about us. In a national scale in basketball, nobody cares about us. In a national scale in baseball, people care about us because we're in the top ten every year. We're dang it's near start, in the top ten five, definitely. That being said, year. you still have to beat the narrative of the the longtime national teams in baseball. You're talking Cal State, Fullerton, Florida's. Uh, LSU's LSU's so Arkansas is now in the last 10 years kind of inputted their self input themselves into this thing because if you think about it before Dave Antenhorn I think two I mean we were good before with with Norm DeBrine or whatever but we weren't nothing like we are now. It's oh, like every no. every year we are consistently good. Dave Van Horn, since he's been at Arkansas, has missed the NCAA tournament once. Once. I remember that. That was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yep. Like two and then, years ago. And the next year they balled out. Uh, Again. Carson Chatty last has seen year. the two. It was the year before season. last. Yeah. It was, he's seen the best and the worst. Uh-huh. So... So the, the the chances of an Arkansas baseball team being as bad as they were in 2016 is 
it was slim to none because that team was littered with injuries. Yeah, just, littered with inexperience. Just they just didn't have a good team that year, and that's rare a rare rare occasion for a Dave Van Horn coach team to to just not have the talent to be there. Yeah, it is very very seldom. So, yes, on a national scale, the only sport we're even nationally relevant in is baseball, and we won't even have real national relevancy until we win something. I mean, we haven't won any. We haven't won a national title since '94 in basketball. Like that—that's the biggest kicker on Arkansas is we don't win championships in any sort of variety. We don't. We've had what was it, 2000 and 2000 or 2001, where they won the SEC in basketball with Nolan his last year, one of his last years. His last two years, they were atrocious. Yeah, but we won. But I I don't remember. What, I know what you're talking about, but it, I don't think it was his last. If I because I used to entrance myself in it, because the last year of Nolan and the first year of of the next coaching staff was atrocious. It was, but my whole point is, we've won one conference championship. In basketball, I think we won a conference championship, well, some sort of conference thing, once in baseball. We have no... Okay, then I'll stand corrected. We haven't won one. Well, I know SEC tournament-wise, he still hasn't won. Yeah. But, that being said... See, that's the thing. We haven't won anything. In baseball, it's... Baseball is not that big of a deal. Like in football, it's a massive deal. You've got to win that conference. But, but in baseball, to stay relevant, you at least have to win something. I mean, you just have to. Yeah, but... I mean, good records with no results will only do so much. But they were co-champs with Ole Miss, so, I mean, that's still proof in the, that you're doing something correct. I mean, yeah. We're, I mean, like I said, I'm not saying that or bad all the time, but I'm just saying, but to be actually relevant on a national scale, you have to start winning titles. Whether it be conference or whether it be national, you have to start getting yourself some recognition by winning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But other than football, in my opinion, conference champions don't championships don't mean anything to me because you can win a conference champion every year and then choke in the tournament, so That's it doesn't true. matter. You make your money in, but at the same time, deep in March and deep in June. Granted, you you could say you can use that, and I agree because getting there doesn't really matter if you don't do anything. But in the long term scale of things, you look at what people say. So and so many times, conference champion. So and so many times we won the conference. So and so many times we've done this. We can't say that. I mean, ever since I put it, I'll put it lightly. We kind of screwed ourselves when we went to the SEC. Yep. I mean, because yes, Nolan won a national championship within two years, but since then, yeah, it really has been on yeah. a national scale. Yeah, we haven't gotten the job done in the greater picture of things. We just really haven't. That's that's why I'm kind of glad that. The majority of 
the majority of the program has started going in a different direction. We got a new athletic director. We have a new football coach. We have a consistently good baseball coach now. We have now. I <laughs> here's where I'm gonna step on toes. The next step is to get rid of the basketball coach. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know he's done his 20 wins a year for the last three years, whatever. If he doesn't get the job done and win something this year, it's time to go. I mean, I mean, I know he's got new guys coming in. I'm tired of the excuses, people. I, I'm tired of the excuses. He's he's had what now seven? This is going into what his seventh, eighth year. If he can't have backup plans after going into his seventh or eighth year on the hill, then he needs to go. I gave him the leniency the first time whenever he lost Bobby and Mike, or yeah, Bobby and Mike. Yeah, I ain't giving it to him again. He screws up a second time and doesn't have help. That's on him, and he has to go. Okay, I'll give him that. But that's only gonna get you so far. He, the man, is an average recruiter. He doesn't get you over the hump. He just gets you a consistently steady program that doesn't go anywhere. I mean, I'm not that's gonna. My opinion. If, if you really, I, I was against it last year, but I will be honest about it though. If it comes to a point where you've got to be honest with yourself, how far are you into this regime and you still have not made a Sweet 16, still have not made an Elite Eight, and you still have not won a conference championship? Regular season or post. No. And you still don't have a NBA prospect to your name. Not that that really matters a lot, but still. that doesn't have any relevance whether you're a whether you keep your job. I don't give a crap. No, no, I'm not as saying a, that. But as I'm just saying, organ, as far it, as his res, as I, what he's accomplished with players, I I could care less about NBA when I'm talking about how good of a coach he is oh i know i'm just saying but as that far has as nothing to do with his resume it has nothing it has nothing to do with the conversation players want to play for a guy that can get you to the next level i mean absolutely but but that, and that see that's my thing that has nothing to do with him keeping his job because if you win and then you send guys to the next level and then they fall flat on their face that's that has no, I mean, a la Michigan State guys do it all the time. Let me, let me, let me backtrack. That's not an important thing to me either, but it is a thing. Yeah, but it this is, is a, a thing, especially with recruits. When you're trying to get these top level guys, they look at a guy that's and says, "Is he going to be able to get me there? Is he going to help me develop my game to get to the next level? Am I going to win?" A championship there am i going to contend for something there does he get that for us i don't see it i haven't seen it we're running short on time we've got about three minutes left uh everybody remember hog nation pay attention hashtag on the hogs uh tomorrow 7 p.m I believe it's ESPN, maybe ESPN2, one of the two. It's one of them, yes. It will be on at 55 minutes after the final pitch of the Florida-Texas game. Yes. 
So it, that might be 7 o'clock, that might be 10 o'clock. So be tuned in, people. Be loud, represent, be on Twitter, be, be on Facebook, wherever you're at. Support those hogs, man. They yeah, deserve it. Yeah, don't forget it. to, don't, check, check us out. Make sure you're following us on Twitter because we do live tweets during the games. That's at RSG underscore, the, uh, not the, but at RSG hogs, at RSG underscore hogs. I'm sorry. Get it out. But. <laughs> this has been the Hawk Show presented by SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. And again, you can catch me at RSG underscore villain. And you can catch Ian at RSG underscore good guy. And don't forget to check out our boy Jesse at RSG underscore J Will the Guru. And catch us on our show tomorrow on the same station at the same place an hour earlier. And it'll be Rehab Sports, guys. It'll be our main show, and we will see y'all next week. Yep. Peace out.